Listen closely, Mariners fans. Do you hear that? That's the sound of nostalgia and a little Mariners opening day baseball. Sorry, I had to cut it there for fear of copyright, but tomorrow is opening day for Major League Baseball, and tomorrow the Mariners will be facing the Cleveland Guardians in Seattle with Luis Castillo on the mound. And to add to the hype, Julio Rodriguez just released an article in the Players' Tribune titled Seattle Forever, in which he talks about his rookie season last year, what it means to him and his family, and then talking through what to expect for this upcoming year. And I mean, like Mitch Hanniger's article, the prior offseason, this just gives you complete chills and so excited for opening day baseball. Also, some of the other hype videos that the Mariners have posted the past few days are just amazing. So go check them out. I'll link that Player Tribune article in the description below. But today we're going to be covering the Mariners 2023 preview. If you recall back in November, I did a Mariners 2023 offseason preview. So let's say the Mariners go out and get Brandon Nimmo. They weren't able to get Trey Turner, but instead they did get Dansby Swanson. Um, this is your potential lineup that you're looking at. Well, clearly my prediction was a bit off. I did get six out of the nine players correct, but all those players were on the roster last year. I forgot to take into account the, the Jerry DePoto factor, which is instead of signing free agents, we trade for players. So although my predictions of Brandon Nimmo and Dansby Swanson were incorrect, we did add some key pieces this offseason, and the Mariners lineup this year is noticeably better than it was at the start of last year. So with that being said, let's get into it here. So today we'll be talking about the 2023 opening day roster for the Mariners. We'll get into the different position categories. We'll talk about the potential opening day lineup that Scott Service will be sending out there. We'll go through the Mariners schedule for the season and then also talk through some predictions for the year. Starting with the starting pitchers, this rotation is solid. It has the potential to be one of the best rotations in all of baseball, and that's not just because I'm drunk on the Kool-Aid. You got Luis Castillo, La Piedra, the rock of this rotation, starting it off on opening day against the Guardians. You got Robbie Ray next up, Logan Gilbert's third, Marco Gonzalez fourth, and George Kirby fifth. Some Mariners fans were upset that George Kirby was number five and not number four over Marco Gonzalez, but whether he was fourth or fifth, that's more of a formality, and it sounds like the Mariners were hoping to get George Kirby worked into the season a little slower, so he's going to get that final spot in the rotation before it flips back to Luis Castillo. Also with this rotation, it goes righty-lefty, righty-lefty, righty, although at some point we very well might see Bryce Miller take over Marco's spot at some point this year. You get a full year of Luis Castillo, who was traded for before the deadline last year. Down the stretch and in the postseason, he was absolute nails. Robbie Ray this spring has looked phenomenal and dare I say it, back to his Cy Young form. He's also coming into the year with a new pitch, that splitter. If his splitter and his uptick in velocity allow him to perform somewhat like he did in 2021, then that says great things for what's to come with this rotation. Logan Gilbert also is coming in with a new splitter, and we get a full year of George Kirby, who in the second half of last year had the highest war wins above replacement out of any starting pitcher, including the Cy Young winner Justin Berlander. And George Kirby learned a splitter as well, so you got Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert, and George Kirby all with new splitters this year. Add in the fact that Bryce Miller looked ready to perform in the major leagues, showing his high-grade fastball at 95 to 100, along with his couple sliders and his changeup, Bryce very well could have a same type of year as George Kirby did last year. Although I do acknowledge that would be setting the bar quite high. Here's Jeff Passan talking about his thoughts on this rotation. Starting pitching is an enormous strength for this team. And as good as Robbie Ray's looked this spring, uh, as good as Luis Castillo looked after the trade, and with Logan Gilbert adding the splitter and, you know, coming into his own in his third year and with George Kirby's first full season, like that's 
quite uh, a quartet of starters. Top right five? There. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Oh, you don't hesitate. Uh, I, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I'd, uh, I wouldn't even have to think about it. Like, they're... They're really, really good. So a lot to be excited for from this rotation. And thankfully, I was able to get Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, and George Kirby in my fantasy draft this year. Now moving into the relief pitchers or the bullpen. Of course, we got at the very top, Andres Munoz is the best pitcher. One of the best relief pitchers in all of baseball. And wait for my predictions at the end, but he might be the best relief pitcher in all of baseball this year. Paul Sewell coming back, looking to have another strong year. Matt Brash with his filthy arsenal. The guys at Driveline Baseball saying that a slider might be the best pitch in all of MLB history. That's a lot, but if you watch it on TV, you have no clue how these guys can hit a ball. Looks like he's throwing wiffle ball sliders out there and he's got a hundred in his back pocket. You got the Dominican big boss and Diego Castillo. You got Matt Festa, you got Trevor Gott, then you've got another year of Penn Murphy, and Chris Flexen will be starting the year in the bullpen, as his stuff definitely plays better out of the bullpen compared to Marco Gonzalez out of the bullpen. And as you notice, all of the relief pitchers for the Mariners are right-handed, so we'll see if they make a move for a lefty at some point. And if you think back to last year, the lefty specialist was still a right-hander in Eric Swanson, who had great numbers against lefties. So we'll see what they do this year against lefties. Now moving into the position players, starting with the catchers, we got, of course, Cal Raleigh, Big Dumper, the drought breaker. He's looking to anchor this team again in the catcher position. And we have a full year of Cal Raleigh this year. Keep that in mind. He was demoted last year at the beginning of the season before Tom Murphy got hurt. So he surely will have another strong year. We got Tom Murphy as a backup and potentially a DH against some lefties. He is now fully healthy, which is great to see. And then the third catcher on the depth chart, and he can play outfield as well, is Cooper Hummel. Hummel was acquired in a trade with the Arizona Diamondbacks this offseason in a trade straight up for Kyle Lewis. And he's looked solid this spring, so we'll see if they use him in the DH spot, as well as at various positions throughout the field, depending on the day. Now moving into the infield, we got Ty France at first base, of course. The past couple years, he's been stellar at defense. He arguably should have won the gold glove the past two years in a row. And with these bigger bases that we're seeing now in Major League Baseball, fingers crossed that he could stay healthy and that a runner won't run into him when he's you know extending for a ball we got colton wong at second base which if you believe it or not is a significant upgrade over adam frazier was last year colton won back-to-back -back gold glove awards for second base on the cardinals a few years back and after seeing him work with perry hill this spring we very well should see a bounce back defensively and his bat really does make an impact when he's hot we got jp crawford at shortstop Good vibes only, A. Eugenio Suarez is back at third base. Tommy Listello was acquired this offseason. He'll be in somewhat of a utility role in the infield. And then we got the Ham Swaggerty, Sam Haggerty as a utility guy, both in the infield and the outfield. Now moving to the outfield, we've got year two of the AL Rookie of the Year, Julio Rodriguez in center field. I mean, there's really nothing else I could say about him. He is one of the best players in all of baseball, and he should have an MVP type year. I'm curious to see how much they allow him to steal this year. People are always talking about Ronald Acuna. Will he go 40-40 this year, 40 home runs, 40 steals? I think Julio has that exact same possibility, and really there is no limit for him. Jared Kelnick will be playing in the outfield, starting at left field this year. We'll see him in right, I'm sure, at some point. And he has had a dominant spring. He's had a 353 batting average, a 1.095 OPS with four home runs and 10 RBIs, three stolen bases. And I'm going to say it, I think this is Kelnick's year, or we can hope so at least. And then in right field, we got Teoscar Hernandez. Whether you believe it or not, again, this was a pretty big upgrade over Mitch Hanniger both from his power numbers. And I don't know if you saw the headlines recently, but Mitch Hanniger is starting the season on the IL for the Giants. I really wish Mitch the best of luck and the best of health, but Teoscar is gonna have a phenomenal year in Seattle in right field. 
The Mariners also signed AJ Pollock to a one-year deal. The plan is to have him platoon with Jared Kelnick in left field at least to start the year. AJ Pollock going against left-handed pitchers, Jared Kelnick going against right-handed pitchers. Depending on how Kelnick does perform, if he can have that same approach in the regular season as he had in the spring, this could be one of the best outfields in all of baseball. Now getting into what the potential lineup will look like. Well, this is one of the spring training rosters that was uh, sent out there this last week. Julio Rodriguez leading off, Colton Wong second, Ty France third, Teoscar Hernandez fourth, Cal Raleigh fifth, A. Eugenio Suarez sixth, and then I would replace Kelnick with Pollock here in left field. And then you got Hummel at DH, Crawford at shortstop to end it out. I think this lineup here is pretty spot on. Here's the lineup that I would assume. Again, Julio, Wong, France, Hernandez, Raleigh, Suarez, Kelnick, Hummel, and Crawford. And then there was talk of, do you have Julio at leadoff or do you have him at second so that there's someone on base for when he's up? In my opinion, and I think what some other teams are doing, for example, the Atlanta Braves with Ronald Acuna, is putting those speed and power threats right at the top your best hitter because you want guys like Julio or Ronald Acuna to get more at bats than anyone else in your lineup. For example, in the bottom of the ninth inning and the lineup turns over, you want Julio to have that extra at bat. And again, here's the opening day rotation. The bench for opening day would be Sam Haggerty, AJ Pollock, Tom Murphy, and Tommy LaStella. And something new this year regarding the scheduling, which is I think really cool, is that there's gonna be less divisional games, 24 less divisional games. And instead, every team in baseball will play each other at least one time. So moving right down here, four total series will be against each divisional opponent instead of the prior six. This includes seven home games and six away games for a total of 26 home games and 26 away games between divisional opponents. There will be 64 total games in intra-league games against non-divisional league opponents. This only decreases by two games from year over year. And then with interleague games, there will be 46 total games against interleague opponents. So for example, American League versus National League opponents. These amount of games have increased from 26 to 46. And each team will play seven series at home and seven series on the road against interleague opponents. This will be really cool just because you'll be able to see certain matchups that we haven't seen in the past. Certain teams playing each other that just would never have played each other. Now moving into the Mariners schedule, so to start off the year, we got the Guardians, the Angels, again the Guardians, and then you see the Mariners head to Wrigley Field, and then they got the Rockies, Brewers, and Cardinals at home. They head out to see the Phillies and the Blue Jays, then they're at the A's, and then home against the Astros, the Rangers, and then a road trip with the Tigers, Red Sox, and Braves, and then for another big homestand with the A's, the Pirates, the Yankees. In June, they head out to see the Rangers, the Padres, the Angels, a home series against the Marlins and the White Sox, another road trip to the Bronx against the Yankees, the Orioles, back home for the Nationals, and then for July, they have the Rays at the Giants at the Astros. Before the Home Run Derby, All-Star Game, MLB Draft will all take place in Seattle. They then have a home stand against the Tigers, the Twins, the Blue Jays, head out to Minnesota, then Arizona, home against the Red Sox, then they got the Angels, the Padres, the Orioles, the Royals, the Astros, the White Sox, Royals again, back with the A's, and then they face off against the Mets, the Reds, at the Rays, back for the Angels and the Dodgers. That'll be a great home series to watch. And then at Oakland, at the Rangers, against the Astros, and then against the Rangers to finish it off. And the Mariners will be playing all throughout this calendar month. You can write that down in pen. So my predictions for this year, I do think the Mariners will win over 90 games. My somewhat bolder predictions though, are that Kelnick becomes a key piece in this roster. I saw during spring training, there was a lineup where it went Julio Kelnick. If that becomes the roster in September, then watch out because this team is gonna be scary. 
I also predict that Kirby will be top five in Cy Young voting with his plus stuff and absolutely elite command. Along with just looking at how effortless his delivery is, the sky is the limit for Kirby and I do think we'll see him in the conversation for Cy Young both this year and the following years. I do predict that the Mariners will make the World Series this year, they'll make some upgrades at the deadline at spots where they may need it, and I do think Andres Munoz will come out as the best relief pitcher in all of Major League Baseball. So thank you for watching and for more updates on the Mariners and Major League Baseball throughout the season, please make sure to subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below on how you think the Mariners will do, who will win the AL West, and if you have a different favorite team out there, please comment below what your team will do or who you're excited to see this year. We'll see you next time and happy opening day. All right guys, goodbye zone and don't forget it. Stop it.